Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Life is Short ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Life is Short is so pleased to have Bud Light Seltzer as our presenting sponsor. Listeners know that we're big fans of Bud Light Seltzer. It's a delicious but, hard seltzer yeah. from Bud Light, but it has no Bud Light in it. That's right. Each one is just 100 calories, 5% alcohol by volume, and gluten-free. The Retro Summer Pack has been our go-to drink. It really has. We've been lucky enough to like spend some time with family at the lake and doing all those summer things. Never far away is our retro summer pack. I mean, I love that summer ice. It's so hard to beat that. I know you like the blue raspberry. A relative of ours, they went crazy for the cherry limeade and thought, That's right. and thought, you're, I, how are you not enjoying this one the most? So we've loved partnering with Bud Light Seltzer to bring you some of our favorite summer memories, and we've got more in store later in the show. So stay tuned. We surveyed two people and uh, ask them to come up with who won Family Feud recently. <laughs> That's a really roundabout way of bragging that we won, won Family, Family Feud. Feud. You don't both have to win Family Feud. Uh, we did. It was so exciting. And um, the most exciting thing is that we, we won it for uh, the Hole in the Wall gang camp. What a great charity. Uh, they just lost one of their one of their main camps in Connecticut to a fire and they're starting to rebuild. They started August 18th. So I want to wish them good luck and um, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. And technically this is the second time, second opening uh, of, of a show we've that we've it. talked about Family Feud. That's being a big on deal Feud. for us. But you know what? How many times are you on Family Feud in your I, life? I know. We should milk it. It's worth a double story. In fact, I dare say we might talk about it again. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. You're listening to Life is Short. I'm your host, Justin Long. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. And with me, as always, is my fellow Family Feud winning uh, co-host and brother. Christian. No one will ever be able to take that away from us. I know. We're champions. Oh, didn't that feel so... I mean, I. it's a little embarrassing how good it felt to me. When it happened? Yes. It, it felt really good. It, but, you know, also it's... It's it was like relief because the two of us did the fast money, the bonus round. Oh, man. And for me, this... I mean, not only is it nerve-wracking being on TV and having to answer those questions with all the, you know, the it's lights icon- on you. It's also an iconic set. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah, it was. And, um, and all this money is on the line for this great charity, Hole in the Wall Gang. Um, so I was nervous. You and seem as, nervous. As the bonus round was going, I knew my first few answers were terrible. <laughs> and I started to think, what if I shit the bed on this to the point where I get like seven points in the entire round, because I knew the first three were going to yield almost nothing. The first couple were ter- were, were rough. And I, watching it back, because I didn't watch that part. I was in a booth. I was like behind, backstage with headphones on, so I wasn't watching you do that. So it was really cool to get to see you slash. It was fun. You could just, tell I was nervous. Yeah, yeah. And b- especially after those first few answers, because I, I knew you were upset with yourself. Like, oh, like no. Jay, I mean, the dumbest thing I said was. It was Jay what? Jay yeah. Blank. Jay Blank. Yeah, we asked 100 people, Jay, and then Jay, you know, I said Jay Walking. I said Jay Muse because I had just been talking to him. <laughs> He's the one I did the face-off against. Jay Muse Jay. was on Kevin Smith's team, so we played against Kevin Smith. And so he was fresh in my head. Jay played, for those of you who don't know, Jay played um, Jay from... Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Kevin Smith's movies. And um, yeah, so Jay, 
Jay Muse was Jay Muse was very excited that you guessed him. That he, he was very excited. I think the number one answer was Jay Leno. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I said Jay Walking. I I wonder if Jay. I wonder who else was on that list. Jay anyway, Jay Low. Our mother was like Jay Low. She kept yelling Jay Low at the oh, screen. Oh really? I saw it with my our mom. Uh, what, what did James think? You saw it with James. James who was, was on our team. Very happy. Yeah, he. I thought he did well. He had a good showing. Yeah, he had a funny moment. They cut a lot of the interplay. Yeah. Um, Cousin Rich was great. Shout out to Cousin Rich. He really helped us. He Diana really was fantastic. Diana, we had a good team. We had a good team. And here's the point. Yeah. All details aside, we all had good moments, not good moments. I had some Here, Here's the point. Moments. We won. Right. And here's the bigger point. Hole in the Wall Gang won. Why are we giving an update on our weekend? Oh, very well said. Well, why are we giving a weekend update, if, if you, you will? will. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. Because our guest today, I almost said tonight. Well, it might be tonight for some of you. Depends when you want to listen. Yeah. Our guest right now is, um, or later, whenever you're listening, is uh, it used to be the host of Weekend Update on SNL. The very funny, the, God, one of the funniest uh, SNL performers, I think, Cecily Strong. She is... Um, you slapped no, your knee as you said her last name. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know, but I, I'm afraid that it didn't come oh, okay, through. Okay. It's Cecily Strong. Yes. And then I slapped it right after the strong. You said it slapped it on the strong. Oh, you said weird. Cecily Strong. Strong. Who cares? Uh, Cecily Strong is known for doing characters that are a little bit more uh, avant-garde. Or not avant-garde. They're very specific. specific. Yes. Yes. Um, the one that comes to mind is the per the girl you wish you never started a conversation with at a party. Uh, and she does a lot of – she does Janine Pirro. She does – Great impressions. Great impressions. And she's pretty brilliant on that show. She is. She's always been one of my favorite performers on the show. But now she's written a book that is I can't recommend enough. We talk a lot about it today. Um, it's called This Will All Be Over Soon. And she wrote it uh, right before, during the pandemic, actually. It was, uh, her life was, she was going through a lot of, dealing with a lot of uh, tragedy and some ex romance and a lot. She was dealing with a lot, as we so all not, were at the heart. It's not funny? Um, it is. It is? It is funny. It's heartbreaking. It's it's very honest. It's written in a very real, it's raw. It's, it's I loved it. Um, it's, it, it's, it's all uh, kind of predicated on the death of, she lost her cousin uh, in, in January, two months before the lockdown. And then she started a relationship that was kind of, it's, she details it all like, very honestly, and and in many cases, very in very humorously, uh, and she uses it's it's written in journal form. She uses text conversations that she had with her cousin. It's um, if anyone's going through anything like this, it's a great examination of grief. It's a very personal, I think, beautiful examination of it. And um, and regardless of of what your relationship is to grief and and however you're dealing with that. Uh, everyone's gone through the pandemic. Everyone's gone through the experience of being in lockdown. And so I think it really, I think it, I think everyone could uh, get something out of this book. Okay. That's I an endorsement. It. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. So we're going to talk about that and uh, SNL and so much more with the very bright, very, very funny, uh, and now I know great author, Cecily Strong. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. Do, 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 Dell TechFest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technology is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. 
Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. If you're a fan of breathtaking, shocking, and sometimes sinister tales, then check out Audible's new collection of exclusive thrillers. It features captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. So you feel like you're in the story. One title that's next on my list is called Trapdoor by J.P. Pomer. Uh, it's about five strangers. You know I love stories about strangers who get held hostage in a cellar that's filling with water. water. And the whole thing's being live streamed by a camera high above reach. Shorties, listen along with me. As an Audible member, you can get one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. That's audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure because I um I feel have you you've seen What About Bob? Yeah, of course. Well, I, <laughs> I'm I, not crazy. I, I, <laughs> I know you're not like Bob Wiley, um, but I I keep thinking about that scene maybe because I saw it recently uh, how, how adamant he is that people have to get this book. So I, I keep I keep thinking about him in terms of the baby steps. I'm like, you gotta get Cecily's book. I I'm holding it up right now. Um, because it's it's meant so much to me. It's so beautiful and funny and and so honest. It's like um, odd now to see you because I feel like I know you so well. I'm, sh- I'm sure people have been saying that a lot. <laughs> you know, I, it's actually, it's great because I'm, I'm sometimes awkward and, I, you know, I stumble over words. So it's like, I'd rather someone read that and then I can meet them. It's like, okay, yeah. so now you kind of, you know me. You, you now we can talk. Well, what was the impetus for writing it? Was it simply to get these feelings out, get these very raw emotions onto a page? Yes. I mean, that's what it was at first, for sure. Uh, And I think because we'd been, I'm used to, like my body is used to writing on a Tuesday, I guess, because of SNL. And then those two weeks were just so bad. Um, Those two weeks I was quarantined in my apartment. That's how kind of how it started, how I started Mm -hmm. writing and did the, the essay that went to New York magazine at first. And then I just, I got some nice response and it felt like people were, had found things in themselves or it had, it was useful to them. And then I, I, that's kind of made me keep wanting to keep right then. No, cause it was like worst case scenario. It just, it's, I do therapy. Right. right. Which you, I mean, it's true. I guess this was a, which this must have been a form of, I mean, it, yeah. you, you, you articulate that much better than I just did a couple of times in the book. Um, you start speaking to whoever it is you're writing to as though they were an entity, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think like that was very helpful in a time of, you know, such isolation. And as somebody who's like felt lonely, and I, which I think a lot of us do, it's like, I'm having an intimate conversation with somebody. Do you know, I always think of the Regina Spector song, Aquarius, but she says, dear someone in the shadows. Yeah. But like yeah. it was a similar thing. 
Yeah, yeah. It must I'm an Aquarius, was, so I have to listen to that song. You only listen to Aquarius. In order to get into the club, so yeah. The, the Age of Aquarius is... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's written in diary form, but it really did have that feeling of a, of a deeply personal um, memoir, of, a, of a di these diary entries that at times maybe we weren't even meant to be... I wasn't meant to be reading. <laughs> it was very revealing. But also, like you said about other people's response, I had the same one, which is... Um, I, I identified with so much of what you're talking about and, and uh, certainly you're grappling with grief and, and during this time in isolation, it was, um, it was, it was really important to me. It was, I really connected in a way that, that was comforting. So uh, thank you. And I, I can't wait for people to, to read it. Well, thank you. That's kind of comforting. Felt like, well, that's how I can share him then. And he strikes me the way you describe him so beautifully. He he strikes me as somebody who would have certainly appreciated that and and um, wanted that to be in the world, wanted that to be uh, his legacy. It, Absolutely, great, yeah, yeah. It, it's a beautiful tribute to him and and um, I, I, again, like the the, the and the text exchange. That's also what struck me was I. I've been re my grandmother died and and passed away, and I know you can't. It's that is a difficult word to say. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird, harsh word. Yeah. There's something so definitive and kind of like it, it falls with like a thud. It, it, it feels like I say word. when it's like I'm when you're angry, sad. Yeah. That's like when it's like they died, you know, and it's like and that that's like that happened to me. They died and that happened to me and like passed away feels more when you're in that place of. <laughs> This is, I'm talking about it in a non-angry way, in a loving way. Yes. And, and maybe even in a beginning way, in, in the way that, uh, you know, you know, that death could be, I'm hoping is just a beginning of something. And, and uh, yeah, something I've been struggling with. Well, I'm sorry. Also, before I went into that, I'm sorry about your grandmother. Oh. It's always oh, tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, Cecily, you know, because she's, um, she was 104. Uh, wow. And, yeah, good genes. Good genes. I hope. I hope. I have another. <laughs> I have another one who's still alive, who's 104. Um, wow. I'm. I'm sure you're used to this, having lost some a couple people actually very close to you. Is that? Uh, do you find that you have these um, kind of pat answers, like for you know when you're having small talk about grief, like when somebody says you mention it as something that happened um and they say oh i'm so sorry about your grandmother and i, I find myself saying yes but she was a, she was old you know she's 104 and um but it's almost for them it's not for you it doesn't feel like it hurts any less right right I, well i do think i mean i think there are different losses and there are some that are we as a society can sort of feel better about and knowing that someone, if they've lived a full happy life yeah, and full of sure. joy or love at least. But I do think it's like, I'm always going to say sorry because it's not like, I don't of think course. it's ever like a piece of cake for anybody. It's not a, it's never a pleasant thing. Still, and just like all of us, the dealing with our own mortality, there's always that also. And so it's not, easy even in a very only selfish way and not in the not bad selfish right. i just means you know about us well that well that's what impressed me because that's something i've struggled with and it sounds like you have and and uh I, i'm sure we will continue to uh struggle with the mortality but um <laughs> what's what really impressed me about owen and the grace in which he passed away was how he there was something very courageous about how he faced it without fear, which to me is like re remarkable. I mean, what, what, what a testament to a, a person's character. I mean, I still don't quite understand it. And, you know, my 
editor early on was asking me about that. And I was like, well, I don't know. And I really yeah. was just yeah, trying to yeah. explore that because yeah, the idea to me of living with that and not just being stuck frozen and like, I, know. I have so I know. much health anxiety. I'm so afraid of it. And it was just like, <sighs> he said, I'm going to beat it. And that was that. Well, but also when he realized he couldn't, it was that moment of, um, of unbelievable. Where, where he unbelievable, where he thought that to me is like, and you you talk about him as though he were in terms of him being a superhero and and uh, um, heroic, which um, that is the I think that's a, that, that that's a true strength and characteristic of a heroic person. You hear I I you know you hear about them in movies and they're portrayed in books and stuff, but but um. To, to actually know somebody who faced death that way is, uh, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. His doctor, well, I could, that story, that's what, um, Lita brought up at his service. And that is when he was told, just um, giving the background yeah, when Lita, he was his told, sister, I'm not telling you. Yes. Who Sorry. I think of as my sister, we call each other the strong yeah. sisters now, but <laughs> when, uh, when the doctor had to tell Owen and he was alone, you know, they weren't in there with mm. him at that point. And she said, we can't shrink your tumor and there's mm. really nothing left. And, you know, to, I don't even know how you word that. So I'm not even going to know. know how to word I that. Know. But you'll have hours before you slip into a coma and pass away. And she said to Lita, a lot of people try bargaining with you at that mm -hmm. moment. Yes. It's really tough. And that makes me very sad. And Owen just Oof, said, yeah. well, thank you for all you've done. And thank you for trying. Yeah, that's um... Ugh, crazy. Crazy. I mean, because uh, again, like it, you, you, your writing is so it's so honest and um, it's it's so real that I, I it was easy to put myself th there. Uh, and I and Owens is as well. I mean, I love the way you you include text conversations between you and Lita and Owen. And it's that to me is um, uh, some of the funniest <laughs> and, and most heartbreaking stuff, you know, uh, but it's it's funny. It's, it's uh, you're all such good writers. And, and um that was a moment where I thought I could only hope I can only aspire to have that kind of courage, you know, yeah. To, to yeah. that, that grace. Um, I, I think about the end. I think about how will I accept the, the, our, the fate that's coming to all of us. Um, I think about it a lot and, and to, to read about somebody who chose that path, who was so courageous is it's inspiring. It was really inspiring. It's Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I find it, it's very, it's, calming to me too, because I feel like I'm also somebody that for whatever reason, throughout my life, there's been times where I'm like, I'll like spin myself into this, you know, anxiety oh. attack about dying. And then, yeah. you know, the only thing I can, like the one thing years ago, I said, it was like, well, all I can wish for myself is that I accept it in that moment. And that there's some kind of, that I'm not yeah. scared at the end. I know. Bargaining was an is an interesting word. I imagine that's that's probably right now what I would I would def I'm sure I, I right. know I would do that. <laughs> well, what if right? How about I just can we just try if, a surgery? Yeah. How about oh. we, you know? Yeah, I remember seeing that in Man on the Moon in the the Andy Kaufman movie, and he's well, well okay. Well, I'll go and do this, and I'll try this uh, experimental thing. And um, did you have reservation? Any reservations? One once you decided this was something that you wanted to put out into the world. And you compiled um, these writings. What were your reservations about sharing it? Uh, and 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 is, and and also, Cecily, how how weird is it now to be talking about something that was, you know, with somebody who's relative stranger, 
Uh, how weird is it to be talking about something that is so deeply personal? I'm somebody that can have a three-hour conversation that I'd be like, well, we're going to stay yeah. up all night yeah. and we have to talk about this and get hash this out. So that doesn't feel weird to me. I'm okay with sharing with somebody who's not who who is wants to share as well. My reservations, I mean, the ones that I feel like aren't tied to any kind of nasty, self-deprecating, negative, you know, thinking about what other people think of me was just, I would just wanted to make sure everybody was okay with me sharing it, you know, because it's like, I'm the one sharing it. It's not really, they're not doing it. And so, and, and everyone really was, and, you know, Lita and Ed and Laura, I sent everything I wrote pretty much as I was writing it to every person that I mentioned. Your grandfather, Cecil, struck me as such an interesting, all, a lot of your relatives. I love that they have these cheeky nicknames for well, each other. He's Cecil. And, I will just, oh, Cecil. I'm Cecil e. I know it. Oh, weird. It's funny. And people will do that the opposite. And they'll call me Cecil e. Oh, oh. Uh, Some people, because Cecil DeMille, I know. Who knows? It's, oh, yeah. People yeah. pronounce their names weird. That's Cecily Tyson? What, what are you Cecily. Cecily. Oh, boy. We, oh, her her eye is where my E is, and my E is where her eye is. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Cecily, Italy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Um, it's stupid. Uh, I, uh, I'm so glad it, it is out uh, in the world, and, and I'm glad you had the courage, I guess. I mean, it is courageous to – some of this stuff is not – it's also not all flattering. Was that therapeutic? What, was, what did that feel like to, to describe this burgeoning – relationship that was kind of stalling uh, amidst. Well, definitely. And that was, you know, early on, like there was a fear about writing about that, but it was kind Mm -hmm. of like, even if it doesn't work out, it's like that part of my story won't change. Then it didn't work out, but I am going through that at the moment. I know a a lot of people that have like my, I remember people coming to me and saying, I've done the same thing, writing these notes. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of that's there that little bit of magical realism, like, well, let me just pretend things are great. And here's what I would say to you then. Yes. If we yeah. were talking. And it's yeah. just like giving yourself that a little bit of delusion, but in yeah. a comforting way. It, it is. It's it's I mean, getting anything out. And and I imagine being so thorough about your feelings and about what you're going through and getting that getting that out must have been you must feel connected to, to strangers. You must feel very uh, what does it feel like? I've never done anything like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly I think there are, it's very nice, the the connections that we have. And there's been, and I'm sort of, because of Owen, I feel like, and and, and not calling things coincidences, I'm, I'm excited about those connections. And it means something yeah. to me when people say they felt they related, they understood, and this mattered yeah. to them. Um, and then I think also, you know, it is good to get it out there. And I always, my dad and I had a talk about it recently and he was kind of like, you know, part of it makes me sad or something. I was Mm. like, why? Mm. And he said, because of like the early stuff. And I was telling, but dad, we are where we Mm. are now, which is like, what a happy thing. And it wouldn't, to me, it matters more that we are where we are now because it wasn't always easy. And because it's, then I'm, it's honest. And so when I yeah, say I sure. love you, it's like I say I love you with all this history. And it's like it's just more honest. And I think it lets us celebrate more. Like the whole point is to, yes, obviously it's about the tough things, but then the point is to celebrate everything we get we get to celebrate. Well, was your father he was referring to so and again, you're very so honest about all this, the, the divorce and uh, I, the most poignant thing uh, way you described that was was doing so through the lens of um, 
yard plants. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you describe your yard, and, and I grew up in the same way. I grew up, I had a very similar, my parents were, they were great gardeners, and there was beautiful flowers everywhere. And just over the years, they're still together, but to see that change, that kind of landscaping change, yeah. it, it really struck me. It was really beautiful. Now what you're, you say you're struggling to keep basil plants alive. I'm, I'm wondering how <laughs> your green thumb is. You know, it's still, it's not great. Um, but I enjoy it so much and I, I'm able to cook with some of the things and I have calla lilies again. And every now and then, like some lily will pop up and I'm like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I planted that. It's like a little, it's like a kid with a science experiment still. Well, you exact. You said it perfectly about the raspberries. I remember that feeling. I still get that feeling sometimes. I, I have blueberry bushes near where I live in Massachusetts and, um, yeah, there's just there's a real thrill of just getting to pick them <laughs> off the bush. And I think I like that idea, which you 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 say so well in the book. You I like you like the idea of eating the raspberries more than the actual right. fruit. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's really. I well have a said. peach tree. For the people that lived here before me had a peach tree, which I didn't know was a thing that you could have in New York. But it's like a similar thing where I keep I'm like taking a bite, and it does. You know, I don't know how to grow peaches, so. But I definitely am always like, I'll eat this hard peach because it's here. <laughs> yeah, I should. Psychologically, it's like, ah, there's nothing like a ripe peach, but it's really, <laughs> um, really. Cardboard yeah. hard peach. <laughs> yes, yes. It tastes pretty and, good. <laughs> yeah, there's a little moisture in there. Mm -hmm. well, it looks very green where you are, Cecily. Uh, are you in, so that's New York? Yeah, that's Hudson Valley. Wow. Oh, oh, oh you're still upstate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Oh, okay. Um. And, and also, okay, not to dwell, uh, not to labor how much I love the book, but I, I also loved um, just getting to relive my own experience in those first few weeks of the pandemic and, and through your own. Um, and that's, that is something that if, if you can't relate to the grief part, I, I would encourage uh, anybody to, to, you know, start reading it just, just, to, just in the hopes that it might conjure some of your own feelings about the, those early days of the pandemic. And I realized how much I had buried and how much I wasn't addressing uh, just by reading your book and, and recognizing similarities. So again, thank you. I, I think that's like one of my also favorite things to hear because I'm, you know, I worry that like, I see how much everybody's like, well, we're moving on now. We're back open everything's fine. And it's sort of, I don't know that we've really taken much time to like, are we fine? We just went through something insane that I think is going to have ramifications. And I wish people would check in with themselves. And it's meant so much anytime someone, there's been moments where people have said to me, like, I'm hearing that or read that, and I don't think I've been grieving this. And it's like, I hope that people get a moment with themselves to, to think about it. I didn't know this, that you were... Um... As a kid, you were obsessed with uh, SNL, but specifically with Phil Hartman. I find that love really Phil interesting. Love Phil Hartman. Love Phil it makes it, it makes sense, Cecily, because you're you both have a real connection to the truth. Uh, your writing is this way, but like I, I always felt that way about your characters. Uh, certainly, the ones on Weekend Update, they they felt so, and I'm sure a lot of people agree that they felt so on. They felt so real. <laughs> they felt like the way people talk, and not not even dialed up that much. Uh, yeah. And that's what, Hartman's felt like to me. Yes, there's something about, and I think he is similar. Um, it's, you're making me think about it. Like his, just somebody that's like, he's this straight white man with confidence who's just like, 
doesn't know, sometimes doesn't know what he, like something can be happening in the background. And he's like, everything is great here. So, you yes, know, and it's just yes. that There's, like assurance. It makes me laugh I, so much. I think like me Beck too. is one of, Beck Bennett always makes me laugh because he has a similar oh, like. Oh, he's got that. That like I, d- commanding the room and it's like. <laughs> totally, oh, totally. So confident, but wrong. Yes, that's the best. Everything's under control. Even like Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer was like that. Like, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, yeah. like he's kind of blind to the <laughs> absurdity of it. Um, right. How specific are those characters? Because they feel so, your characters, they feel so specific. Um, uh, the, the, the person you don't want to meet at, at, at a party, uh, you, you know, the girl that you got stuck with at a party. Where, is that, is that just an amalgamation of, of people that you've met? Yes. And I think um, it, it started by making fun of myself and then, but then also thinking about my straight male friends stories where they had like, started talking to some girl being like, she's cute. And then like, Oh wow. I can't believe what she just said. And I can't get out of this. Um, I have no experience with that. Cecily. I don't know what you're talking about. It's funny. Someone asked me like, well, what about, aren't there men like that? I was like, well, usually if a man approaches you, it's like, uh, Right away, I was like, I didn't approach him. I, I'm <laughs> right, not. Right. How do I the get out of this? The onus is not on, right. right. It's on him. Yeah, but yeah. I think like she's certainly more real and specific. And I remember there was someone else on Facebook or something. It really is like that. I wrote it in 2012 at first, which is like Facebook was the, the big social media, and somebody had written around the election, like after Obama won, like, "Wow, you all seem so happy," and that makes me so sad. <laughs> And it was like, (laughs) what a thing to say. Oh, I guess you're smarter than the rest of us then if you're sad. If you're the guy like in the corner while everyone's dancing, you must be smarter than everyone. Um, yeah, exactly. And and there's a pride in that. There's a weird what a weird thing to be proud of and to lord over people. Right. And just I think that is so like someone that checks their phone when they're talking to you. You like it's and the reason she gets everything wrong is because she's not actually, it's just the only reason she's using any kind of zeitgeisty thing or issue is to just shame the other person yes, or to yes, say you're totally. dumb and I'm smart. And now yes. I, my friends over there and I, yeah. It, yeah. It's all self-serving, but I feel like Cecily, she is also such a product. That's why that character is, um, there's something iconic about it because, and, and so of its time, because it's, it's, uh, she's such a product of social media, you know, like people play that out on social media, but then to have a conversation with somebody who's so used to like either ranting or posting and running away, you know, like that type of communication was all like outrage based. Yes. So um, perfect. a lot of it. And I think even so, and then Kathy Ann, I think is the other one. I would say probably other characters are bigger and more about getting to be a clown and have fun, but certainly Kathy Ann too was like, I just wanted to have someone who's like, this person is not preaching to you. I just wanted to be like, it's everything that's being called politics lately is uh-huh. like, it's not, that's not politics. That's just like basic human decency. And and it was yeah, like, yeah. that shouldn't, let's not even argue about that point. Let's have a crack yeah. addict tell you that's <laughs> what that is. That's really perfect. Yeah. Do, 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 This segment is brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer's new Retro Summer Pack. These summer days really bring me back, mid to late August, where you feel that the pressure to really like make the most of each summer day. Here's the biggest problem with that 
time. Um, Bud Light Seltzer didn't exist yet. No, unless you had a time machine where you could bring some Bud Light Seltzer back to the 80s. Which yeah, mo- most people didn't have that. Then. No, but now Bud Light Seltzer is kind of doing that with their new Bud Light Seltzer Retro Summer Pack. It's a new tie-dye pack. It features three throwback flavors reminiscent of those summers uh, of yesteryear. Of your. Yeah, um, the ones where you know, you're know you growing up and you just want to play all day. And you can still play. You can play with Bud Light Seltzer now. Uh, the three flavors are blue raspberry, summer ice, and cherry limeade. And I'm happy to report I had each of those flavors yesterday. Whoa, that yes. is, I almost said it was a whilst rag. Whilst sitting in a kayak. Oh, how nice. It was great. For the first time ever, fans can also purchase these out-of-sight flavors. These what? uh, Flavors that are uh, not within sight. Uh, You can buy these new flavors in a new form with Bud Light Seltzer Retro Summer Icicles. Great for a hot day. Oh, man, and today's have been hot. If you really want to cool down. And again, it's the same flavors, blue raspberry, summer ice, cherry, limeade. And those flavors will, I'm sure, spark some summer memories because they're – they taste like childhood. Yeah, so just grab some friends, play some tunes, and enjoy the vibes. Get it delivered right to your door. You can find a retailer near you at BudLight.com slash delivery, or pick it up at your local neighborhood grocery store or convenience store. Or liquor store. Right, any, any store that you have to walk into or get into somehow. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. I didn't know this, that you, in high school, you were expelled. You got expelled for bringing weed. Yeah. How, wh- how much weed did you have? It was an eighth, I think. It's like, the oh. and like, when did I last say an eighth? It was like, I haven't said I an eighth since I 2002. I, since I said a dime bag. Right. Um, I, just I like know. the worst, shittiest as swag weed. Swag, yeah. Right. And I didn't even have anything to smoke it in, but it was the first... <laughs> bag I'd ever bought and they found and we had a new superintendent who was very like zero policy so I had Uh two other friends get expelled during that time but of course it was like problematic to me that at the same time you know athletes would not get expelled where it was sort of like you're important to us and you're not how long how long Cecily did you get expelled for well it wound up being only for that semester because then I was welcome to come back my junior year. But by that point, I felt really bad there. And and then um, I was going to, I missed too many credits, gym credits. So I was oh going to have God. to be a fifth year senior because of gym oh and God. Uh, consumer education. And it was sort of like, that... I, I can do summer school for anything, but like not gym. I can barely oh do gym. God. <laughs> That's oh it my is. God. Well, so what happened? Wait, so did you? So and then I, graduate? I well, I dropped out my junior year. I sort of I I was also like struggling with depression at that time. Yeah. So I missed like a year at least of or about a year of school, probably total. Wow. And then um, but I went to art school my senior year and I did correspondence courses and they don't have yeah. gym requirements at art school or consumer ed. So I was able to get the credits I needed and I oh, graduated that- on time. Was performing something that you aspired to then? Was that something that you was on the horizon for you? Or, or oh yeah, I mean, I'd been. I took my first drama class when I was three at at my preschool oh my or something. Yeah, and I did a lot of community oh theater growing up. So it was what is what's a drama what class re- was with three year olds? Yeah, what's a drama class? Yeah, I don't even know. There were only three of us in the class, <laughs> um, and I think we were supposed to do. 
like, and this is like one of those stories that it's like a memory, but it's not really, it's what's been told to me because I was three, but it was, yeah. we were supposed to do the frog prince, I think, but I didn't like the little boy in the class and we're, he was supposed to kiss me. And I was you didn't like, have chemistry. we're not doing it. And so we did the elves and the shoemaker. <laughs> oh, he must've been, he must've been very disappointed. Yeah, probably wasn't um, very nice of me. Yeah. Sorry if he's listening. Uh, and, and were impressions something that were, uh, a part of your repertoire then even were you doing impressions of like family members and stuff it was but like i didn't think i was an impressionist especially when you see like really it's great funny, impressionists yeah. on snl and around but i mean like as a little kid I, I loved doing impressions but my impressions were all like the ones the big ones i can remember i like doing the guy with the shrunken head in the waiting room from beetlejuice oh oh who yeah. just turns to look at him <laughs> not even the one he steals from with the hair i had i liked the yes. little bald guy it just went like that and then i also like to do <laughs> <laughs> the the alien that pops out of his stomach and space balls and then goes hello honey oh, those yes. were my impressions <laughs> that's funny yeah those are great but, but it's funny you said something very i talked to bobby moynihan on this show but he said something similar and i and i which surprised me that that he sort of downplayed his ability to do impressions and i think of both of you guys as very talented impressionists but i guess when you're comparing yourself to like, you know, the best of the best. Right. And, you know, hair and yeah. makeup helps out with that a lot and wardrobe. But yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I think as we were both just like, and also it's kind of what you're drawn to. I, sometimes when I see a great impression, I'm like, huh, that's really spot on. As if it doesn't right. necessarily make me laugh as like the alien from Spaceballs makes me laugh. Right, right. Well, <laughs> Right. That's the thing about some of those. I mean, the cast that I grew up with was, you know, like Mike Meyer, the Dana Carvey cast. And and I I said this to Bobby, too, is his his impressions remind me a lot of, of Dana Carvey's. Um, yeah. In that he he captures an essence of the a real essence. Right. You know? they're, they're not maybe like Daryl Hammond specific, but but uh, there is a specificity that is like really like capturing that. And, and I think Dana Carvey, too, just like found something funny that. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't have seen other and he amplified it he just highlighted it yeah, yeah totally who are you very confident doing i mean who who would you say like who would you audition with if you had to audition now for snl the only one i really felt like oh this is an obvious easy one was that lady from michigan who uh who oh the yeah witness the with gov- giuliani otherwise oh. i mean i don't necessarily i guess like susan collins i was sort of good and then i will say the first time I ever felt like I can do an impression was uh, Sarah Keenig because I had listened to Serial oh, so much. Yes. And it was like, that's yes. so in my head. And I got to meet her and she was very like, didn't know if we were making fun of her or not. I had oh. to like tell her over and over, like, no, we love you. You're in my head. Oh. For I wouldn't listen to it if I thought you were a, a joke. How does she express that to you? How does somebody like Sarah Keenig well, we, express I, that insecurity? She was kind of... <laughs> not just sort of I recognize it because of when I have it in myself just feeling a little self-conscious and yes not sure um so then I feel like I had to I then I probably went overboard to tell her how much <laughs> yeah, it, it probably looked like I was trying to take her home or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, <there's>, <laughs> have you ever had um any have you ever done anybody to them on the show have you ever had that moment uh Stormy Daniels was on the show, but uh, I didn't play her. Oh, okay. I think I played Melania that episode, but 
Oh, funny. That's, That's funny. <laughs> Stormy Daniels is as close as I've gotten. What What do people, do people come after you for doing any sort of politicized thing? No. No, not really. I mean, even the one time I, I met Melania, she seemed to be okay with it. And, uh, and I think even like when, no matter who I'm playing, it's still like we're trying to do I, I'm I'm not a real I don't would not want to feel like I made somebody feel terrible about themselves. Yeah. About something like that they look about their looks or something. So I think it's like right. I don't want to hit below the belt. And I think there's always something when I'm doing and even if it's like someone I may not love as a human being, yes. there's something that I love that they do. I totally I it's, it was interesting to read about your brother in the book and um your experience growing up uh, and that he was, he, he just seemed like he had such a hard time. Obviously, he's doing great yeah. now. He's found love, which is so nice to hear. He seems like a really good person, but that he was so bullied as a kid. I, I Do you think that informed y your own um, sense of humor and, and y your own comedic drive? Oh, you know what? Probably. That probably has something to do with it. But I think also just like there are, you know, the things that like stick in your head. I definitely, when you think about any time you maybe hurt somebody, especially like as kids, when you don't realize that, like, and you've made, you know, like uh, I can think of the uh, kids that I wasn't nice to or something, even if yeah. it was just one moment and it's like, Oh yeah, totally keep me up at night. You know, I know. I just know. doesn't it's feel good to hurt someone. It's maybe uh, like a for a great... split second when you're in a fight with them, but it doesn't otherwise, it's like I... not a good feeling i know even then even then even when i do it on the road if i oh you get a moment of like anger i it it never feels it's never settling it never settles into something other than like a distaste you know yeah um, there's um cecily there's a, there's a great george saunders uh essay that he i think he's he it was um commencement speech for maybe rutgers or something i, I forget the school it might have been rutgers but but um it's about that it's all about his uh the, the the regrets that he has, the moments of inaction that he regrets in terms of standing up for kids or when he was tacitly participating in any kind of like uh, making fun of like lo lessening of somebody's yeah. um, agency. It, it's really beautiful. Uh, I, I would I would encourage anyone to read it, but it reminds me of what we're talking about. Yeah, I have the same. I definitely uh, even like and I think something I, I am proud of, too. It's like of all the things, like when I, I can think about all the things I'm not good at and it's like, uh -huh. I could fill three books and then it's like, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Here's everything I'm not good at. Uh, but I, then it, I like, I was pretty good. I think at sticking up for people too, just like as a natural, yeah. like, why aren't we all, doesn't this make the most sense? And I remember yeah. I won a, one of my only awards in life was a happiness club award. Oh. <laughs> <For> <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> well, because I, I remember the whole time being like, I don't know what this is, and I don't quite know what it's for. And it was my favorite teacher, Mrs. Smith, in sixth grade, gave it to me, and she was nervous when she gave a speech, and she called me Stephanie the whole time. And then I found out it was like because I hung out with like kids with developmental disabilities at lunchtime or something, and I was like, I get an award for that. Uh. <laughs> no. I thought I did something. Cool. Or I thought I like, you know, got, yeah. got wrote a great essay. 
Yeah, well, it is cool. I mean, looking back, you can probably see how cool that is. Like at the time, right? It but it was just the, like at the t- right. It was like, yeah. oh, these. I'm going to go talk to these kids today. You know, what what was this correspondence dinner like? I've, I've that to me seems <laughs> like it potentially the scariest room imaginable. Was there anybody that was that was so intimidating to make fun of that? That was tough to get through, or was it just like once you were up there, you just kind of like start flying? You know, it's probably different because I'm not a stand-up, so I didn't feel like I had pressure to be a stand-up. And I was, I, I you know, all everything that I was saying made me laugh a lot. And I, and I think it was like I didn't look at it as like this is a way to further my career or anything. It was like I this is a chance to do this with Obama as president. And I'm such a, I just thought the world of Barack Obama and still do. And was like, you know, big, I had his, like, I had a little Barack Obama sticker on my purse when he was running for Senate. And I remember oh, I ran yeah. in California. I was like, what does that mean? And uh, I'd be like, well, that's Barack Obama. Uh, and then like to sit next to Michelle You're going to hear about him. Right. So yeah. then I was like, it's a, I have to oh, say yeah. yes to this because it's Obama. And actually totally. they asked me in such a weird way. My dad texted me and he said, my friend from the Tribune asked if you wanted to do the correspondence dinner. And I thought he meant himself. And I was like, cool, dad, you uh-huh. should do it like to, at a dinner or like go or something. And he went, no, they want you to host yeah. it. And I was like, that can't oh, be real. Weird. It couldn't have come through my dad. That's <laughs> how it was. Um, and it was like, That's I had, so I was in a really low place because I'd been dumped earlier and it was like heartbroken. I like had to go to California for the summer and like live on the top of a hill. And I was just at a very low place and they asked me and it was sort of like, I have to say yes, because if I, I don't uh-huh. want to say no to something while I'm feeling like this about myself. And, uh, it was something that had scared me. And so it was like, at yeah. least it was distracting and kind of lifted me up a bit. In a weird way, it's probably a good time to do something like that. It's a good, you know, it's probably a good atmosphere to, to do that in. Yes. And it was, I mean, the other thing, I guess, was like, I was asked in August and it wasn't until April. So it was, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I'll do it. It'll, I'll figure it out by then. Future me has it. <laughs> yeah. Future <laughs> me, me can right do anything. now doesn't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do that all the time. Um, what is your family's relationship with your fame and with SN? I mean, I know you talk about it in the book a little bit and, and uh, certainly Owen and Lita were so supportive. They were always at the shows and and I, I, I love how you describe that and their support. But uh, do you have any family members and or, or any people in your life that that got kind of weird with it or, or, or had a strange relationship with it? No, I don't think I do. I think... Um... You know, my parents, it's fun every now and then I'll check their Facebook or something. And it's like, that's where uh-huh. I can see all the things they may not say to me all the time. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> oh, you're proud of me. You like it. Uh, I, yeah. got, I see you. Busted. Yeah, nice, <laughs> yeah. Busted. yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's sweet. Um, what do they think of Schmigadoon? It just premiered on Apple TV. I, I got to see it. I can't wait. They it. love it. I think, uh, you know, I made them both watch it in one sitting with oh. me. So I think my mom is fun. like, it took her, I think she's enjoyed it more not sitting next to me. Yeah. And it's the first thing we do when we see each other. So now she's like, then she'll text me about it. Like, I loved that, whatever. And I, oh, funny. and That's actually funny. my grandmother who is 90, late 90, she's my one living oh, wow. relative and she's my mom's stepmom. So 
not good genes in my family. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she, not until she loved now. it. She was like her, her daughter showed it. She said, well, I don't have the Apple station, but I, if I can <laughs> buy this in any way, because I'd love to support or something. It was really cute. What were you watching as a kid? What were your, um, what did you grow up really being inspired by besides SNL? Uh, well, I watched a lot of musicals, obviously on, um, VHS, that's what we'd rent. And my parents loved comedies. So like we we had SNL commercials. My mom had the Gilda special. My dad would show us like Marx Brothers and Monty Python. Oh, us too. We loved it. And my brother and I would watch, we watched a lot of comedy in like the state, Upright Citizens Brigade. I love Strangers with Candy. I guess I was a little older then. And then I think, I'm trying to think if there's a, I mean, I, and I also talk shows and dating shows. Uh, like it was, yeah. you know, before reality TV, oh, I was already a reality TV oh, nut. The best, yeah. Like, I got to get home and put oh, on more. Oh, my God. Well, they were such great characters. They were the best characters. Yeah. Uh, Ridiculous. Well, who are your... I still feel that way about reality shows. But, but like, now it strikes me... It, there's something even more interesting in a way that The Bachelors and The Bachelorettes, they all are vying to be famous to some mm-hmm. degree. And so, so they're all like performing. Right. Um, it's less interesting I, to me because of that. Yeah. Because of that. I, yeah, it's like bad improv. Well, you just know, it's like you, this is like just an extension of Instagram to you to be like a brand, whatever person. I want to see somebody who's off their rocker invested in this. It still happens, but it's right. You're right. It's rare. Yeah. It's, it's I will rare. say it's like every now and then I'll watch bachelor and I and I do love the first part. I mean, I think that's like that competition and that fear yes. of being sent home is like you can't fake that. Yes. <laughs> that's very real and that's fun to me. When but the, the rest of it really I don't home. care about. But then yeah. I think like there are certainly shows where it's 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 real and it's there. Oh 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Oh, Colty, Colt and Larissa. Oh my God. Uh, you, that's uh, my brother. Insane. Uh, my, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. The, the more consumed Yeah, because you're lazy and you're fat, Colty. Okay. 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 That's your opinion, Larissa. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. Well, that's just she like say, whoever opinion. goes against the queen will die. Colty. Wasn't oh, that one of Will die. Colty. Right, yeah. Colty, Biggie, you're big. I remember he, she got a car. She wanted a car. And she was like, I wanted this car that's a biggie and blacky. Yes. I follow her on Instagram now. <laughs> oh, really? Amazing. I love it. My brother, my brother got me for my birthday. You know that Cameo app? Mm-hmm. You can, um, he got me one from, I don't know if you saw the season with Zied. Of it course. Was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he got me Oh, Zied. baby, I want to kiss <laughs> uh, you. Sexy baby. Oh, Zied. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I love when he oh, would yeah, answer her questions. Pants. What do you say? A red band? <laughs> he's been on oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He um he sent so I gotta send it to you. I'll say I'll he sent me one. He sent me a cameo. It was very sweet. Wow. Uh, yes, ha- happy birthday for to Justin. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's amazing. Now did he do uh, it like but, up close? Was it as sexy uh, yes. as those it was in the- early videos that Rebecca loved? It was in, oh my God, those were crazy. But then she was sending them ones with the with the crazy uh, filter. Uh-huh. Remember that? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Just so but many th- good ones. And Angela and Michael, obviously. Oh my God. And and um, the one from the Pacific Northwest, who was that? Uh, Michael and um, 
who that the Ukrainian yes, woman. Yes, uh, like this jaw like yes, this. Yes, yes, we couldn't. And boy, uh, Uncle Bo, I love Bo. Uncle Bo, Bo. Like Bo. oh my God. I could, I was so happy to see Uncle Bo survived COVID. <laughs> I know that's like a dark thing Marag- to say, but I mean it. No, it, I know, I know. I love when she says to me, I, I, because I, I was just in Bulgaria and I noticed this about a lot of Bulgarians, how the honest, how honest they are and how honest um, she was with Bo when she's, I don't know if you remember that she was saying goodbye to him and he's like, okay. And he's like, well, maybe uh, see, you know, I'll see you again. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, no, no, I will not. I will never see you. <laughs> No, it was, there was just something so like, yeah, you're not going to see each other. Um, oh God. They're the so good. Well, and these, the Latin women, I can't believe those men. It's just like, I can't believe they are in these relationships where I'm like, you are so emasculated. I'm feeling awkward <laughs> watching this. Also, how I can't, what is her name from Michigan? Oh, who, who goes to Belize? Likes. Yes. And, ha- and has Ryan. Yeah. And then his cousin. Yeah. Well, because now Ryan. Because then Ryan doesn't wear a robber. <laughs> so yes, Ryan told me he's wearing a robber and he was. Yeah, and that's really good. Oh, these are expensive undies. That's Ryan. and then and the, and then he leaves and then she goes with the cousin. Well, cu- well, he uh what the hell is his it's name? It's like um, yeah, Harrison Harrison. Harrison. Oh, Harrison is actually a much better lover. I should have had huh? Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. I got you nice watches and robbers. <laughs> Yes. Like that's how I want to travel from now on. I bring I want to bring someone underwear, undies, watches, and rubbers. That's right. And a thousand dollars for snacks. And there's a hundred. She gave him a hundred dollars for snacks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then and then got mad I, and then and then would use that. Then would weaponize that. Throw it back in his right. face. Well, I gave you. And then was giving his family so much money. I mean, like uh, it was. I, I, it was dark, but like it's sometimes that's that's a perfect example of I never know who to right who's darker in that situation. And a lot you know, of them, I just think it's like I think they are like I root for them, and it's like people yes. that yes. maybe don't that want love and they want a relationship, and it's been hard. And there's just something about like someone who comes from somewhere else that is, yeah appeals to them. And so it's, it's like, like aspirational. It's not just all like fake and shitty. It's there's something very sweet too, and you root for them. Yeah, and or or it's like Harrison. Now I'm remembering Harrison was just like, um, I want to, I want to go to America. Like he was like pretty honest. Yeah. He was like, uh, and she was like. Uh, Harrison, do you think you're ready to come with me to Michigan? Stephanie, that was her name. Uh, Stephanie. Um, Stephanie, that's what I want. Ste- and she's so Michigan. She's so Stephanie. Yeah. I can hula hoop. Yes. Harrison, yes. Ryan loved. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Something happened with her company recently. She's getting sued. Wait, her I think, company? False- yeah, she has that like cosmetic her thing. Aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, and um, they were making false claims about it being able to prevent COVID, I think. Wow, of course. Something about it. Yeah. It's very Stephanie. It's on brand. Yeah. Oh, but Harrison's been so supportive. Um, well, um, I sorry, Cess, well, I, I know I appreciate that. I that's I needed that. That's good. I oh, love talking to IDJ. Oh, it's the that Michigan accent's so good. I guess you grew up near Michigan, but Oh yeah, that? I mean I very near Michigan, like an hour yeah. drive or something. And, and everybody who had any money or what I considered money growing up had a house in Michigan. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And cars. They would say they're cars. They had nice cars. Nice cars. And Wisconsin was Wisconsin was over there, too. Lake Geneva. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is um? Is that so, so? So you grew up doing that. You grew up knowing how to do you. You just had an ear for those. Well, cars. I think it was like that's how everybody even like Chicago. It's sort of similar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we like may go a bit harder. Like you naturally have a lateral. Yes, I naturally yes. have the most beautiful uh, accent in the world. <laughs> yes. The most beautiful vowel sounds, mom and dad. Dad, yes. I have a little bit. Connecticut weirdly has a flat A yes. as well. There's a weird thing like Buffalo. Every yeah, now and yeah. then I'll hear Buffalo and I think it's some in Chicago. Uh, yes, me too. I And I do that. I, I like... It's probably a way to show off, but I, I, and oftentimes I'm right. I'm pretty good at like pinpointing, like, uh, at, at least approximating where somebody's from and there are, and it's fun. I guess it's something that I like just, uh, get off on a little bit where they're like, how'd you know that? I, um, but I did it yesterday, for example, and, and on set. And, um, <laughs> I said, I didn't know you were from Canada. I did it really confidently because somebody had said, sorry, he was, he was, I said, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to, I said, ah, I didn't know you're from Canada. And he said, I'm, I'm not. Why, why, why would you just, <laughs> why would you just say that? Life could be a dream, sweetheart. Do, 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 shaboom. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to pop in and uh, say hello from this beautiful resort right on the beach. <laughs> I'm actually here in the recording studio. Christian's it's Christian studio. Busted. I feel like I kind of am. I'm getting a little taste of the tropics because I've been enjoying Tropical Smoothie Cafe's new chia oatmeal pudding bowl. Ooh, what's that one like? Well, I love chia seeds. I know they're really good for digestion. I think there's protein in there. So I, I want to find ways to, to eat more of them. Um, and, but this one also combines coconut milk, which I love, nice, creamy, healthy without the, uh, the dairy, and steel-cut oats, which um, also healthy, topped with um, chobani. It gets more protein with the Greek yogurt, some fresh blueberries, sliced banana, granola, more chia seeds and and honey. Ooh, so I, I a little try, bit of sweet. It's good. I, I'd like to try that one. I, I've had the acai bowl, which is very delicious. It's Ooh. it's acai base. I see. Um, fresh strawberries, blueberries, sliced banana, some coconut, granola, Ooh. chia seeds. So get on Tropic Time now as you savor a new Tropic Bowl from your local Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, hello again, shaboom, and up we'll meet again. Cecily, what, what is your most commonly used emoji, would you say? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, well, I guess the heart. And then yep. I like, um, I definitely, I like the dancing lady. Oh, yeah. People like that one. Yeah. I like the clown. I like the cowboy. Uh-huh. What, <laughs> what context, in what, what context do you use the cowboy? I guess sometimes if I, I use like cowboy and clown together, like uh-huh. when I'm like, know that I'm saying something kind of goofy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, and the guy with the sunglasses. It's like, uh-huh. that's when I'm proud of what I said. Sunglass guy, clown, <laughs> oh, really? 
cowboy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I've been doing a lot of this one, the gritted. This teeth. guy, like, I do a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That means um, that is a very like very much an emotion for me. Like, uh huh. Totally. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited about that. Yes, or I'll say it like if I say something on Instagram that I'm like. That might be taken the wrong way. Just know that I also know it's a little like uh, iffy. Yeah. Like, either it's unfunny <laughs> or whatever. Like, uh, um, if you could be a professional athlete, what's what sport would you play? Oh, soccer, hands down. Soccer. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool that you know those those ladies, Megan Rapinoe, and they sound really amazing. I didn't know Megan Rapinoe was the first one to kneel. Yeah. At the anthem. That's really cool. They're just yeah. They really are diverse in a lot of ways, and that is such like a. I, I hate saying that word especially well I don't hate saying the word I hate saying the word around certain people and that it's like but I do think they are in the best way that it's like there's just they come from everywhere and they represent everyone and they really stand for it and then they're really really good they're really good right yeah and it's just fun to watch people good at what they do in any sport really even if I'm like I don't get this sport but wow that guy's really good at curling. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I, it's so funny. Every four years, it's like I get so into these sports that I, and then for the next four, I kind of forget about, but um, it, there's just, you're right. There's something about seeing somebody at that peak physical form um, yeah. doing something that you could technically do. I mean, we could all technically do those things. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know that I, I could even <laughs> technically do any of it without hurting myself horribly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could have one snack food for the rest of your life, wh- what would it be? Your go-to snack food? It would either be like crackers and I make this goat cheese and garlic and oil. Cheese. I should just say cheese. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese. Um, got some great cheese shop. Yeah. New York. I now missing New York for, I, I hate the smell of really like, um, Strong cheese, like pungent Oof, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Like going to Paris, it's like, well, I'm going to go stop in the fart shop for a second. <laughs> yes, that's it. How do we not? <laughs> people are always so incredulous with me when I tell them that I don't like those. It's like, but it's, but you smelled farts and you right. haven't even smelled farts. And like, you know that it's at least like, as you might say, adjacent uh, to a fart. Yeah, it's <laughs> a certainly fart adjacent. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, what is your, uh, this is a very personal question. I, I don't mean to just throw it at you, but it, are, do, do you want to have kids? Are kids, uh, do you think in your future? I don't know. I mean, it's like biologically, it's getting to be, that's like the decisions being made for me, but I still am <laughs> like, there was like a year when I, I got my dog and I'm like, I really, I love my dog so much and yeah. she's a rescue dog. And so it was, so it's, I'm not afraid of adoption as Something, but yeah. I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay. Um, we, I was, I was asking weirdly because I, I'm always curious what, what movie people would want, would be most excited to introduce to their kids, you know, like, you know, what's oh, the movie yeah. that was so special to you growing up that you're like, oh God, it'd be nice to have a kid one day and show them this. That's a great thought. I don't have that in my head right at this moment, but that's like, that's something that's like fun <laughs> yes. to think about and, and I know. Sweet. Yeah. Well, well, think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Curious. Uh, what is your go-to? Oh, you talk about karaoke, singing karaoke. Um, and what is your go-to song? What is your like showstopper? Um, I think I normally can rely on Dreams by the Cranberries oh, and, the and something by Patsy Cline. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. I fucking love that song. I remember it was, it was in the trailer for um, Boys on the Side. Remember that trailer? Oh, yeah. I don't oh, remember the trailer. I like. I didn't remember the movie till you just till you said it right now. Oh man, um, I love that song. I 
fucking love it. Such uh, a great song. It's it's so it's yeah. genuinely like a perfect song. I, it is. It, it makes it, you I, feel so much. Immediately you yes. hear the beginning. Like it's just a perfect song. I'm feeling it now. I'm hearing mm-hmm. it now, and it's it, it really feels like I'm getting goosebumps. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, this is the best, the best part of this podcast. Um, I, I remember you said, yeah, again, another great part of the book when you talk about allowing, being able to laugh for the first time and, and, and like enjoy a moment for the first time in a while. And, and like, um, and you, you guys dancing around the, the upstate house, putting on, and you put on the perfect song. I love how you describe putting on the perfect song, that Lou Reed song. Yeah. Um, and and they're like, and, and knowing that it's bringing joy to people that there's, there is truly, I've, I've, it lately had that thought, oh, God, it feels good to put on the perfect song for a group oh, of people. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, uh, what, 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 who was your first celebrity crush? I had like two when I, I put a, I had a bulletin board up and then like other girls I knew had pictures on this. So I was like, well, I should put, I'll put two pictures on the bulletin board. And I, my two pictures were Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Renfro. Brad was uh, really, yeah, what a sad situation. Awful, yeah. Awful, yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry I'm the one who says it, but I'm still like, but I think it's like nice to, he he was my crush. I thought he was like such a good actor and like a cool bad boy. He was a bad boy. Yeah, I I, lately I've been saying, I like to say I'm the bad boy of of such and such. So like. (laughs) Like my brother was getting like a, a he's gonna love me telling you this. Ma- his fiance was putting a mask on him last night, like a facial mask. Uh, yeah. and I said, "Oh, you're like the bad boy of facial masks, <laughs> <laughs> like using the bad boy of something." Um, if if you had to get a tattoo, oh, what would you get? I sh- I just where? shouldn't. I mean, I guess I could get, you know, at this point it would be like a bird or something to. Oh, for obvious, Owen. yeah, yeah. But I, I used to want like. I wish I could get a tattoo. If I if tattoos lasted for a year, I would uh-huh. do full body tattoos. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you get in there for the next year, the next coming year? I mean, anything I found funny at the moment. I, I was like, I every now and then I'll see someone who's got like a, a full chest tattoo. And I just think it's yeah. so pretty. And I'm like, I wish I could do that yeah. for a year. I I know. Yeah, me too. It's uh, yeah. Uh Maybe there are there is that the technology, um, or you can develop it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of my it, life developing it, that. Yeah, <laughs> temporary tattoo. Uh, what is what is your favorite fruit? Would you say favorite fruit? Strawberries. Yeah, perfect. Easy. Strawberries. Okay. Um, who do you want to play you in your biopic? Uh, I uh, me. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Um, strawberries are also pretty easy to grow. Strawberries I'm, I'm starting to grow them, but I think they're not yeah. like, are they super easy? I thought you have to like, anything that takes an extra step is kind of, I go uh-huh. like, eh, I don't know anymore if I'm going to grow these. I, I think you have to like I, thin them out, right? And it's like a next year crop. It is. Well, mine are growing from last season, okay. but I say that only because Cecily, I, I love gardening, but I'm, if I can do it, Truly, I'm okay. not being self. No, no, I like, believe you. Yeah, anybody can do it. Yeah. Did you move um, your strawberries, or you just like you no. started to grow them last year, and now they're started, growing back, they, and you have strawberries? They're, gro- they're growing back. Okay. They're great. And then like I have wild strawberries up in Massachusetts, and um, but they're the little kind of like uh, they're different. They're not like obviously like ju- big ju- juicy ones. They're kind of like little. I know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. But good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. all good. Oh, delicious. And again, that like you say, like you described, the feeling of just picking anything. Yes, and it's fresh. Like the yes. you don't realize how much a difference that makes. 
Oh, I know, I know. Um, uh, who was your favorite Muppet growing up? Probably Miss Piggy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, did you do th those voices at all? I, I don't know why I'm so hung up on your voices. <laughs> I think you do great impressions. Well, I'm sorry only, that I keep... I feel like... I don't know them well enough, but I feel like there was a moment with, there was one day we were all kind of joking with Melissa Villasenor and she was uh, like, oh, sh I was like Melissa meeting Kermit. And I was like, Hey, Melissa. Oh, hey, <laughs> Kermit. And sort that's, of just... that's, good. that's good. That's really funny. She's She does have a little of that in her voice. And then I feel uh, like my dog is a little like Miss Piggy. I, I can't do a great, but it's just a like, yeah, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> dog hits a lot and her oh. affection involves like hitting you. Oh, that's cute. Great, Kermy. Well, uh, what what kind of dog is it? The rescue, but what do you know? What kind, roughly? Uh, she she's like part rat, part pig. I think uh -huh. she's got. She's <laughs> definitely a spaniel mix, and I, I know she has Havanese in her from the two DNA tests that I gave her. <laughs> <laughs> I give myself three. My dog two. My parents oh, really? one. Yeah, I've got you identity wanna, issues. Yeah, it's got to say something. I don't want to dig too deep, but uh, uh, what is your go-to pizza topping? Cheese and garlic and more cheese. Oh, yeah, great. Um, you would love a place here called Pepe's. Pepe's in, in Connecticut. Have you been there? No. Pepe's is in, there, there are a couple now. There's one in New, New it's the original's in New Haven, but um, they have a great summer pie if you're uh, in Connecticut ever. I mean, uh, the thing is like, I don't know how many, I don't know that I've met a pizza. I don't like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs, easy, yep. yeah. Easy. Uh, Beatles or the Rolling Stones? I'm going to say Beatles. My, yeah. I have a big Beatles family, and I just the other yeah. night had like a, a fun Beatles night. Ah, uh, that Hulu. Oh, if if you could, right now you're at a bar. What are the first few songs like? What what would you put on if you were there with Letty and Owen and your friends? What would you want to hear? Sure, I, I think I would. I always love like Let It Be that album. Oh, uh, yes. Um, but I also like come together. I listen, and then I listen to a lot of John Lennon alone too. I love oh, Yoko. Uh, yeah, me too. But Beatles, oh. I mean, anything White Album, and yeah, and uh, I, I love the full Let It Be. Yes, I, the full album. I was just talking about the White Album. That how disparate the, the the songs, how how um how varied those, those Dear songs Prudence. are. Dear Prudence. I'm gonna say, oh, like today, what I yes. would love is Dear Prudence. Whenever there's yes. like a storm, I remember like being in Chicago and if there was like a big thunderstorm, just putting on Dear Prudence felt like, yeah. oh, this is so cinematic. Oh, totally. Once you come out to play. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know, Cecily, that's about, um, I think it's about when they were in India. Do you, do you know what they wrote that song because of Mia Farrow and her, and her sister, her younger sister, who apparently was, even more charming than she was, um, Prudence wouldn't come out, wouldn't uh, wouldn't come out of her room. She was just like meditating the whole time. She was there wow. to meditate with the Maharaji and like all the rock stars, Donovan, all the Beatles, whoever was there was like, they all wanted to, you know, her to come, come out. out. Please, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, stop meditating for a second, Prudence. I, I, I heard another one you'd like about sexy Sadie, which is oh one of my, my god, yes, thank you for uh, bringing that. And actually, so my, I have a connection with that one because my very good friend Shane, who I was close with in high school, and I'm still close with, but when I was dropping out and really depressed, he made me uh -huh. a great mixtape, and it had sexy Sadie on it. And I just remember uh, I love, listening yeah. to it over and over. Me too. Yeah. Falling in love with that song and, and feeling kind of like it was dangerous and, and sexy, obviously. And, yeah. and um, I had so many. Yeah. It's such a great association with it. But 
And so maybe this isn't good to hear, like where do songs come from? But I just learned, a friend of mine told me that, because um, they're reading a book about the Beatles, that it was, it was, it was Lennon's like disillusionment with the, the Maharaji um, in, in India, because he saw that the Maharaji, he had, he had held him up to be this like, you know, pillar of spirituality. And, and, yeah. and in fact, the Maharaji just wanted to like, fuck. fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. He just wanted to get his oh. groove on it. A lot of religions are, yeah. end up being like that. Yeah, for power them. and for like girls and stuff. And, and um, so the original lyric was Maharaji. Wow. What have you done? So if you listen to that song now in that context, it's really interesting. You you made a fool of everyone. Uh, you you um, you made a yeah. I, it, it, it was actually like a negative thing, and and that's that's yeah. really cool. I also I think about. I really love Across the Universe, but oh, I love yeah. Fiona Apple's version. And I think like I read somewhere, like John Lennon was never happy with any of the recordings. And but they put that one on the album anyway. And I like to think that John Lennon would have been like, that's it with Fiona Apple's version. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder that about covers. I asked um on the show, I asked Sarah Bareilles about that, about doing a, a cover of somebody she she does a great yellow brick road if you ever said goodbye oh, yellow brick road i love oh. sarah Bareilles too i mean oh, talk Cecil, about you this will melt your heart this version of it and and um but she she described that it being like but she also was like very confident in it in the song but when she played it for Elton John yeah and and i was she was like he was nice about it i was like i think <laughs> he was cuz it made it better it was like we were watching that Whitney Houston documentary last night and like I I I wonder how Dolly Parton feels about what Whitney Houston did to you know. I feel um, like she must. She must love it. You have to. Yeah. If Whitney Houston saying anything that anytime. I'd ever been close to, I'd love it. I'd brag about I, it for the rest of my life. You have to. Um, okay. Well, man, that's a sorry about that tangent. Um, uh, ketchup or mustard. <laughs> Back to the usual boring. Ketchup, ketchup or, or mustard. mustard. Yeah. You know, I'm a Chicago gal. I got to say mustard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spicy mustard then, huh? Mm-hmm. And I just you... find I use it. Even if it's like, if I ever use ketchup, I'm mixing mustard in. Oh, okay. I've been using it a lot more in cooking. Like it, it, I, I made a meatloaf, not to yeah. brag, uh, in, in like a glaze or something. It's, it's, uh, you ha- it's great. You'll yeah. And when it's like, you'll never use ketchup in cooking. Uh, and yeah, if you right? are, you're... Doing you're not you're not a, doing, yeah you're not making food for me you should be disowned by any italian relative yes yeah um uh well this was this was so fun cecily i i uh again i can't thank you enough for this book it's it's i, I and we're going to encourage people to again i'm bob wiley with baby steps um <laughs> it's the horse sense and i'm singing yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're That's funny. Um, it's really beautiful, really honest. And um, I, I just so thank you. Thank you for sharing uh, your experience. Thank you. And thank you for reading it and having me on. I'm so glad. I, I was, I've been a fan of yours for a while. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad. Likewise. I feel like we've always gotten along. Too. We have. Yeah. yeah. I think we have. I can't hey, wait to. You got a good spirit to you, kid. Yeah. Likewise, pal. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, truly, this has been really fun. Two bad boys. That's that's right. I'm the bad boy of... um, Just a couple of bad boys. Bad boys of conversation. (laughs) Um, Well, thanks. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. See you, Cecily. 
so that happened. happened. Oh my god, that's so yeah. yeah well, that's happened. that's no. I was trying to do. She has a little. Yeah. I wasn't doing her. I was doing like her doing a character. Uh, what character? Um, it's the uh, overdone Cecily Strong impression. Uh huh. It was. It, it, she's kind, kind of like she's got a natural. Uh, Chicago. It's, it's, it's not, not that, nearly. It's not that strong. It's not nearly. But yeah, strong. she does. I don't know why I want to do like because she does very like. It's hard to do a subtle. Maybe it's this. It's hard to do a subtle Chicago accent. It isn't is. It? You kind of have to lean into it. Well, yeah. So that so that happened. Happened. So that, but you can hear it in her voice. Happened. right? I could hear it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm not good at impressions, so I can't do well, it. Well, I guess I'm I'm not either. <laughs> that that happened. That, that happened. That happened. It's hard. You're right. Maybe it's that's hard. What it is. It's hard to do a, a, a subtle hint, a hint of it. You know who has a subtle Chicago um, is Jake Johnson, friend of the he, show. I would say his is stronger. stronger. Yeah, maybe. Uh, she it also has kind of like, this is going to maybe sound insulting, Flat. but I don't know how else to say this. She has kind of like a a lazy yeah. voice. Yeah. Like yeah. kind of like Lorraine in, um, older Lorraine in, in Back, Back to the Future. Future. Oh, She's my God. Like, Your yeah. uncle, uncle Joey didn't make parole uh, Yeah, again. my gosh, she does. She does sound like that. A little bit, just yeah, a little, a little bit, like yeah, it, it, there's something also relaxing about her voice. I think, yeah, I found it very relaxing. Um, and and she is, as you can hear, I thought she's very honest. She's very, she's that, great. I I really liked her. Yeah. She's like friend goals for me. Like oh, I want to yeah? be a friend. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like. You know what I really like when really funny people aren't, aren't don't try to be funny. Totally, it's the best. Yeah. And then it, because then it comes out organically, uh, exactly. Here and there, and and then you, you but earn there's it. no, there's not even a hint of performance. Uh, uh, that's true, which is really nice. That's and true. refreshing. It was like um, very, it was present without being. Um, you're right, performative. It's like she has nothing to prove. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. she knows she's funny, and that sometimes she's can, just not hammy. That can sometimes <laughs> that can like um, that can trip me up a little bit sometimes when somebody is uh, it very because it demands. Uh, it, the equal an equal amount of presence from you, right? And that's that can be intimidating, and and it's um, yeah, and it made me want to for sure made me want to read her book, uh, and I'm impressed that you didn't do a book report because oh. I, I know how into the book you oh were. Oh my god, I thought I had. Oh really? Yeah. Oh good. I didn't think you did. Oh, so in fact, to the point it. where I kind of wish you had a little bit just so I like knew a bit oh, more about oh, the book. Oh, I, I wish. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I well, mean, I pieced it together. I figured out that her cousin had passed away and yeah, was I should, written during the pandemic, but know, I didn't really know. I, I didn't, should then I, I, I should have done my own research. Well, there. should I have, pre should we have done more in the intro? No. About the book? Do we do enough? Yeah. I mean, you talked about what it, you wrote it during the pandemic and yeah, her cousin. It's and journal form. It's, um, but then she goes back in time. I mean, she, she, t she uses the pandemic and the death of her cousin as kind of like a, a catalyst to examine her own life and her uh -huh. own past. It's again, it's like, it, 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 I, I said this to her when we were talking, but there's something very strange about, I don't think I expressed how strange it felt to to know so much about somebody such personal details about mm -hmm. somebody and and intimate I, detail like in, oh my god like her uh thoughts on death and, and her, her experiences with death and her parents and how she feels about her loved ones who passed away and and herself and like moments of like weakness that she's very honest about in the book she talks about like she de like I, we talked about this she details i thought this was interesting all the texts um that she wanted to send to this guy Huh. That 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 was like withholding affection from her, and um, and I thought some of them are. I mean, they're funny. They're but they're like, 
there's a I can see how they might be perceived as as embarrassing. I can see how they might cause embarrassment. Uh huh. But she's she really like puts it all out there, and I. I yeah, I thought very that relatable. Was, I thought that was interesting that she said that she considers herself a shy, um, yeah, I know, introvert. But know. once she's you know comfortable um, with someone or in a situation, she's like an open book. Yeah, it's strange that someone that funny um, would be shy. Would ever describe themselves as being a shy introvert? But but she did seem a bit introverted near the beginning of the she, conversation. She did, right? Yeah. Someone who is that funny and that good at impressions and making people laugh professionally. It's strange when that person is introverted. It it's is. Strange. I know. But it makes me feel like she puts it all out there. You know, like I think there's something a little bit more, um, I don't know, authentic about her skills as a performer. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I, it's, maybe. I, or it's just, I, what, maybe it's like not even worth examining, that it's just like a certain type of person that like they perform. I mean, when they perform, yeah. they perform. And uh, all that, the death talk made me realize, because, you know, I'm scared of death. You don't both have to be scared of death. Um, but I realized that, you know, getting to a point in your life where not only are you not scared of it, but you're open to the idea of it and like comfortable with it happening, not that you want it to happen, getting to that place mentally and emotionally when it comes to death feels like by far the I biggest goal I know. of my life. Like I know. If, if that's the one thing that I really like, the one goal that I set out and I accomplish it, that's by far the best news that I could have, I, you know, I feel the same way. Like, how do you get to that point? I think meditation helps. We talked about that on the Michael Pollan episode, this letting go of the ego. I mean, that's those, the people who did the psilocybin treatments with the, the Michael Pollan that he talks about in his book, um, who were, who were facing death, the ones that overcame their fear of death, I think did so by removing themselves from the, the ego, hmm. divorcing yourself from like the, the attachment to life. So you're telling me just to do a bunch of drugs? Yeah, do mushrooms and okay. meditate. You know, my speaking of the Michael Pollan episode, mom texted me the other day. She said um, something like, I can't get my earbuds to work oh, on yeah. my phone. So everyone around me on my walk had to listen to uh, your podcast, Michael Pollan episode. And, <laughs> and she wrote, P.S., don't do any more mushrooms. That's Because really I guess funny. I had said that I oh, really? did it. Yeah, oh, I kind of remember that. She just said another funny one about her earbuds. What's wrong with her earbuds? Why can't she f- figure that out? She just said, um, she wrote to both of us, out of nowhere, this is unrelated to anything. I charged the earbuds, put them in my ears, turned on your podcast, no sound through buds. Now what? And he said, I'll have to show you in person. Or as- I feel like doing tech support for them has become almost my full-time job now. <laughs> it's every day. There's something. I know. We're like, it's yeah. definitely a part time job. Well, and the funny part is that Pro bono. we are wildly unqualified for it. Yeah. We're terrible with technology. Nine times out of 10, <laughs> she'll ask me something, and I don't want to be rude, but I want to say, first Google that because, or first oh. un- unplug it and plug it back in, or Fa- turn it off, turn it on. I, beyond that, I don't really know how to fix things. Family Feud. She said, What time's your show on? I'm just reading back through text. <laughs> Give me time station for feud, please. Sending info to friends and fam. It's like, look it up. But you know, ultimately, this is our fault because we're the ones who haven't properly left the teat, as it were. I know. I know. We got a follow-up text. Sorry to put that in your head. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> I've, uh, I could have said the nest. I, apparently, I left the teat sooner than you did. 
We don't have to get into well, this. Well, now everyone knows that. <laughs> okay. Well, you can cut it out. No, it's funny. Who cares? <laughs> Not much sooner. I'm I sure. think much sooner. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much, but I think uh, I was attached to the teat for oh, like a God. really inappropriate you, amount of time. Could you ask with words? Can I ask her? No, no. Could you at the time of the teat attachment? This is so disgusting and I can't believe <laughs> Could you be this. like, hey, mom? I would like, she was like, oh, you would ask for oh, it. Oh, man. Isn't that horrible? Uh, we shouldn't shame people who do do that. No. But I know that there's no shame in the game. Also, in fairness, I was the last, her last child. So I think. Yeah. It's not she, that I, it was, I think it's. It was, she didn't want to let go. She didn't want to let go. Of the teat neater. Right. You know who I really want to talk to this about? Um, not her, uh, but Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> because she fed her child, uh, Matt, I think bird, 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 baby bird style. Shut up. I swear to you. She masticated. Yes. Are you supposed to repeat that? Oh, she or talks about it. Like, to you because you're her no, friend? No, no. It's She's spoken about it publicly. Oh, really? I, in fact, if she, like, advocates for it, I think. Wow. I think she's, like, into it. Well, she our guest today, him. Cecily Strong, doesn't have <laughs> that's, children. That's true. Even though you asked her. Is that rude? Yeah, I think so. It I is. think that's a faux pas. Wait, did, she I didn't, didn't seem bothered by it, but no, I'm... No, I asked if she wanted children. I'm pretty... No, I think that's a faux pas, too. Oh, it is? I think so. Yeah, you can't... I mean, you weren't, like... When are you going to have, I mean, you oh, didn't like pressure no, her or anything. No, no, but I was curious. But I think you're not supposed to ask women. Uh-huh. Uh, it was funny how you kept trying to prompt her to do impressions. And uh, you were like. Uh, I know, I know. Well. Like the Sarah Koenig thing. But then, as luck would have it, you happened to mention 90 Day Fiance. And oh she God. like completely lit up. She lit up. And did all the impressions. It was amazing. I know. I could. I'm so glad. It made me realize. It made me think that the two of you should have a podcast about 90 Day Fiance. Oh, man. That'd be fun. That'd be be fun. Well, you should be on it. Well, I I could maybe pop in here and there. But if it was the two of you, that would be really funny. That is a good Doing idea. impressions of them, analyzing the episodes. Oh, that's a great idea. Isn't it? Because those episodes, as you know, are so rich. They're, oh, they, they like really deserve. I, we, we, we could, could do like a do. daily podcast I, on 90 to- Day Fiance. Totally. totally. I haven't seen it in a while. Well, so, Christian, we talk about that, how you got me the Ziad thing for my birthday. Yes. Yes. It's going to be tough to beat. Well, because she does a very good. Uh, that was funny. Yes. God, she's really good. She's really good. And she got she nailed that. I mean, like, that's the thing about impressions is there's a um, there is something very clear. There's like a like an anchor to, to an impression. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in the case of that woman. Who's with Mike? That she doesn't open her mouth. She doesn't open her mouth. Yes. It's all like this, and it informs everything comes from that. Yes, it's a really interesting quirk, and she. I think I'm. I think the best people do that. Dana, you know, we meant we talked about Dana Carvey and those guys, but I usually find something that like stands out as being unique. She is. I would say it's interesting that she likes Phil Hartman as much as she does because I think that's she's the best, um, like the closest current cast member. To, to what Phil Hartman was yeah, then. Yeah, I agree. You know, because he would do a lot of, I mean, they're both great at impressions and they're both attractive. Yeah. And, and when you're attractive, it's hard, sometimes it's harder to play characters. So the impressions tend to be much more specific and they play like more regular, yes. ordinary looking people, but they find such uh, great nuance in those I, no, more normal people. Does I that know. make sense? It does, and it's that, um, and I, it requ- I think it requires more confidence uh, 
to, to do that, to do something a little bit more nuanced, especially on, on that, a show like that, where you want to, you know, you want to really make an impact. You want to be seen. You want to be, especially yeah. now. And I can think of some, some performers on that show who really like swing for the fences, but, um, Phil Hartman and, and Cecily, I would say there's something more nuanced about their approach to, to impressions. Um, should we read a letter? Oh, one little nitpicky thing before that. Um, you said New Haven. New Haven. New Haven. I think it's I New Haven. I said New Haven. But then I started thinking, why is it New Haven? New York. Because it's York. New York. Yeah, New York. You don't say New York. New York. You say New York. New Haven. I, I don't Do know Do you hear why. the difference? Yeah. Well, I don't know why. Who's... I don't either. That's what I was wondering. New if, York. If you knew why. All right. All right. God, it, ever since Dave Keckner, I can't stop now. All right. All right. From Blair Sayer. Subject, bladder bros and a would you rather. Great. Good day. Good day, Justin and Christian. Hi, guys. My name is Blair, and I'm a longtime listener and now longtime letter writer. This is my third shot, so we'll see how we go. Wow. Kind of curious about the other two. Blair, we didn't read the... I don't think we read the first two. No. No, but she's saying she's a longtime letter writer. Oh, so she, you think? Oh, Blair. I think I always uh, do this. I know uh, Blair Underwood's a man. That's true. Blair Cohen is the agent. Blair Thomas is a man. Oh yeah, Blair uh, Linda Blair. That's the last name. You're right. Maybe it's a okay. No, it's probably a, a woman. Though. Let's see. Let's see if there are other clues. I'm a woman. Oh, really? No, no, I'm kidding. Oh. Dude, I can't believe I fell for that. As I was saying, really, I realized you were I saw joking. It on your face. All right, back to Blair. Uh, whatever they may be. At present, I am in week four of an eight-week COVID lockdown in Western Sydney, Australia, but I'm originally from New Zealand. Justin, you have my full blessing to butcher any accents. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Lockdown sucks, but it, is what it, but it is what it is, and things could be worse for sure. I'm a freelance illustrator, and I have plenty of work, a lot of beers, and heaps of good TV to get through. If anything else... No, I can't do it. If anything, this last couple of years has taught me, it's to keep looking for the silver linings. Last year, I dealt with my own issues with having two tumors removed from my bladder. I was literally turning 48 at the time. The surgery was performed on my birthday. Oh, my God. And although scary and a crazy thing to deal with, I came out all okay. That's good to hear, Blair. The cancer was aggressive but non-invasive, and they got it all at a good time. Um, I have had clear results from checkups since. Touch wood. I will touch wood. That's why they say touch wood yeah. instead of knock on wood. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, he, and they say, we say touch wood down under as opposed to your knock on wood. Perfect time for an innuendo injection. Perfect time for an innuendo injection. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it would be if we could. Uh, also, because of the obvious entry and exit point with male bladder surgery. Male. male. Okay. Wow. I have had to laugh when less informed friends of mine have asked if I have a scar. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's funny. Um, because, see, I see. I would have asked too. I'd be a less informed friend of his. Would there be a scar? No. Also, because of the obvious entry and exit point with male bladder surgery, I have had to laugh with less informed when less informed friends of mine have asked if I have a scar. You understand what he's saying, right? Yeah. So the it, entrance it, point. It's it's inside it's penis, it's the penis. Yeah. It's the, so I think go, that's how you get in there. They go through the urethra. I think so. <sighs> okay, okay. Back to the letter. My point here is as an older man who loves your show, 
I'm also very empathetic to your pee talk, Justin, and nodded and laughed along at your conversation with Nick Frost. There is no rule book with life and everyone is different, but at some stage, men cross a threshold and find they pee differently, especially at night. It's something not talked about often enough, in my opinion, so thanks for your honesty here. I, did, I can't believe that that had a positive effect on somebody. So glad. Someone in Australia is all the way in there. Australia, I know. Um, that's... <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it's something I'll tell you. Okay. It's a big part of what makes your podcast so great. And I find the laughing out loud parts good for my body and the honest parts good for my soul. Keep the great shows coming, fellas. You both seem very modest, but I hope you know your show touches something in a lot of people. God, that's so nice, Blair. That's so nice. Thank you, Blair Sayer. What a kind thing. Um, uh, okay. On to my would you rather. All right. Would you rather have the best night's sleep of your life every night, but never dream again? Oh. Wait, wait. Uh, best night's sleep or, every night. But never. Okay, so oh. would you rather have the best night's sleep of your life every night but never dream again or never have a great night's sleep ever again but dream all the time you do sleep and remember all your dreams? Oh, easy, hey, easy. Hey, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't really care about dreams. I mean, dreams are cool. Cool, but I feel like my dreams are more often unsettling in some way or weird or uh, – yeah. or, if I'm nervous about something, I have like anxiety, anxiety yeah. dreams. Like I didn't do, uh, I didn't prepare for a big test or something. So you don't or, often have like, or like an actor's nightmare. I don't know my lines on in a play or something. Yeah, I have those oh, dreams. Man, those are the worst. I have those a lot. I have those always before a, the first day of work. I rarely, let me put it this way. I rarely have dreams where I wake up and I think, oh no, I, I want to go, go back to that. Yeah. That was amazing. I love that dream. I haven't had one of those in a that while. That doesn't happen a lot for me. <laughs> Um, I don't know what that says about my life. <laughs> no, or your subconscious. That's what I'm saying. Uh, all right. Well, so definitely, yeah, I, I would too. And and nothing beats uh, to have a oh, great night of sleep every night. Just talking to our friend James about that, how reaching a certain age, how important sleep is, like how 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 important it's become in my life. And I never thought a good night's sleep. I mean, I you know, it was always like, yeah, I'll take it or leave it. I, I prefer good night's sleep. Right. But now I it's know. like one of my favorite things wow. to do. And it and it changes the whole day, the next day. Exactly. You get the oh, such a great day afterwards. Um, okay, apart from, back to the letter, apart from my night peeing, I am blessed with both. Wow, lucky you. I've managed to sleep like a baby uh, all, most of my life and frequently dream and remember most of them. God, it's so lucky, Blair. That's great. Um, stay safe, guys, and keep up the great podcasting. I'd buy you both a beer today if I could, just to say thanks for what you're doing. Not a Foster's, by the way. No one here in Australia drinks Foster's. I've heard that. I've heard uh, that. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, that's like an American Australian It's beer? like the ad campaign has tricked us into ah, believing yeah, totally. that uh, it's like all Fos they drink in Australia. Foster's Australian for beer. That's funny. Not a Foster's, by the way. Uh, I'd like Blair. to have a beer with him. I would, too. He I want cool. He does. Um, and <laughs> I really am not saying that because he likes the show. But that's I'm sure that's influenced you. I'm sure. I'm sure because we, this show is, we've talked about this. It's like if somebody says, and conversely, if somebody says they don't like the show. It's it, hard to, it would be hard to think that they're cool. Well, forget cool. It's just like. Someone you don't have a beer with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somebody that you would, that would get. See, because I would be thinking the whole time. They obviously they don't want to like have me. a beer with me. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd be self-conscious. Right. But, um, That's, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you do like the show, I would say this about anybody who likes the show. I'd want to have a beer with them. Uh, I have a very low bar, but, but Blair, God, Blair, what a great letter. And, um, I, I'd love to hear how you're doing. I hope he keeps writing. I, 
I hope he continues to feel better, too. I do, too. And if you guys want to write into the show, our email address is lifeisshort at at wondery.com. And and also check out uh, Cecily's show, Schmigadoon. Yes. With um, a friend of the show, Fred Armisen. Yes, I want to see that. I do, too. I bet it's really good. Great cast, and um, it's on Apple TV. And please read her book. Uh, You will not be disappointed. What's the name again? It is called This Will All Be Over Soon. And uh, This podcast will all be over soon, too. Oh, great. Not all be over, just this episode. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Life is Short is hosted by me, Justin Long. It is co-hosted and co-produced by you, Christian Long. It's also produced by Megan. The Monaco. Senior producer is Michelle. Mish. Lands. Audio engineer is Sergio Enriquez. And the executive producer is Amand. Amand. It's a he's a man. He is a man. He identifies that way still, I think. I believe he does. Marshall Louie. For wondering. Ooh, that's all right. I'll hear that. That sounds funny. It's not, it's not a real one, but it's like a joke. Okay. That's well, kind of what we've been telling. One day, <laughs> there was this woman in the car with a penguin. With a penguin? With a penguin. Wow. And then... It's funny already. And then she bumped into a cop, and the cop said, Take that. that you are not allowed to have penguins in your car. Take it to the zoo. What? And then the next day, uh-huh. there was this... The same cop saw the same woman with the same penguin in the car. What? And, okay. Uh, she and never took cop, it to the zoo? And the, and the cop said, I told you to take it to the zoo. Mm-hmm. And the woman said, I did, and you liked it. This time we're going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. Did you get it, Percy? Did you hear that? Oh, the last part is... um. The cop said, hey, I thought I told you to take that penguin to the zoo. And and the lady who was driving said, I did. And the penguin liked it so much, next time we're going to go to the beach. You get it? So she just took the penguin to see the animals in the zoo, not to be part of the zoo. <laughs> hey, Prime members, you can listen to Life is Short ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.